Right, we are back with another, another, another installment of Accepting the Challenges. You guys know here at Accepting the Challenges, it, it truly is exactly what the title says. So many educators around the world, they literally wake up every single day and accept that challenge. They accept whatever challenge is coming to them. And today's guest uh, is definitely one of those people he is um, you know, a, a, a servant in the classroom from all indications. And, uh, we're really, really excited, uh, to have, uh, I'm gonna call him Robert Churchwell, the third, uh, I won't, I won't call him by his full name the whole time. Cause I'll get tongue tied. Um, <laughs> but Ro Robert Churchwell, the third, uh, Robert, if you will, um, you are uh, a teacher, correct? Correct. What, what, and what subject do you teach? Uh, teach health and PE. Health and PE. So, Robert, if you will, give a little bit of backstory into who you are, going all the way back maybe as a kid where you grew up, and kind of kind of tell a little bit about your journey into uh, into teaching and education. Okay. All right. Well, Shane, I, I appreciate that, man, and thanks for having me today. No problem. Um, well, I'm actually – I'm originally from Indiana. I mean, I'm uh, South Bend. We won't we won't uh, hold that against you. <laughs> and uh, but I grew up most of my life in uh, the Washington D.C. area, uh, the D.M.V. as as is uh, known now. Um, I uh, you know was always around basketball uh, on the adult level and on the high school level, on the secondary or primary level because of my pops. Uh, my pops. He played uh, played in junior college at Vincennes, played at Niagara with uh, Calvin Murphy. Um, and uh, so he was always on a basketball court teaching or playing. And uh, so that's how I kind of gravitated toward it. Uh, but not only playing it, uh, when I had to change, you know, smaller kids, I would teach and show them things. Okay. Uh, so I think that's that's how the whole teaching thing kind of came into Came, came to being just being around my pops and being able to help younger and smaller, smaller kids on the court. Um, you know, fast forward a few years, man, had the opportunity to uh, go to Gonzaga High School uh, in, in Washington, D.C., uh, played in the uh, what's now called the WCAC. And um, throughout my time at, in high school, our motto was men for others, all boys, male Catholic education. And so, uh, you know, we had to have so many community service hours. One of the things I would I would do, not so much going and clean cleaning up the community, but I would go to the elementary schools and middle schools and tutor, right? Um, yeah, and I nice. would do weekend basketball camps. Like I was always hands on. I wanted to be hands on, and uh, so that that's that's what I would do. Um, you know, I uh, went on to play basketball at Georgetown uh, for uh, Coach Thompson. And learn, and, learn, uh, learn from a great teacher again. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, man. Yes, indeed. And uh, even while while at Georgetown, I had the opportunity to go visit area schools and give talks and run camps, and you know, so I've, I've always had that teacher mentality, right? That mentor mentality. Um, uh, after after college, got a chance to play, uh, you know, overseas. Uh, spent uh, had a, had a couple cups of coffee with uh, with Golden State and uh, in '96. Um, that was the best coffee I ever had, by the way. And they weren't uh, they weren't the same team as they are now, as, as they have been recently, though. No, no, uh, yeah. uh, no, no. Matter of <laughs> fact, when I was there, we were fighting for that eighth playoff spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but even when I was overseas, man, in Japan, 
England, Germany, and France. Uh, I always made time to go speak at schools, go do camps, to just hang out and work work with kids, man. Um, so when I retired uh, in 2002, I uh, really didn't know what I wanted to do because uh, it was a kind of a forced retirement, um, uh, a family situation. And so I said, well, I love working with kids. I want to stay in sports. So I, I, I started teaching. Uh, I went to a small private school in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, which is where I, I was living at, at the time. And uh, it was pre-K through eighth, right? Okay. And here I am. I just come. I just finished playing eight years professional basketball. I know everything. I'm, I'm, I'm good, man. Them little kids broke me down. <laughs> <laughs> they, man, they they gave it to me. I tell you. Well, look, don't 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 feel bad because I I um um I did an interview um not not too long ago with a colonel. Uh, from the army okay. and and he went from 30 years as a colonel army deployed over overseas in war zones and and seeing people you know pass away and mm. and now he's in now he's in the classroom and and he and his first year he said hey he said is he's just starting his second year his first year he said man there were a couple of days i had to close the door and i had to have a good old man cry man he said because and he's you know and, and here this guy he's teaching high school you know and, yeah. and he's like yeah. man he's like people say that you know, he said, you know, I always heard it, you know, teachers are lazy, teachers, you know, they got it easy or, mm. you know, this, that. He's like, let me tell you something. He said, he said, mentally, teaching is harder than being in the military and overseas. He's like, now, mm. physically, there's some things that are harder, but right. he said, mentally, it's rough. So, so I, I'm obviously an interesting story. Now, you, when did you move from Indiana to Washington, D.C.? Um, well, <clears throat> I was born in, in Indiana. Uh, and my mom wanted me to be born there because she was born there and my pops was born there. So she wanted me to be from there. But we were actually living in PG County, Maryland at the time. Okay. So I was actually in Maryland until I was about five or six years old. Okay. And then my parents separated and my wow. mom and I went back to South Bend. And so I would be in D.C. every summer, every other Christmas. I was there second grade, fifth grade, and then finally in high school. So in uh, 86 is when I made the official move back to the DMV area. Nice, nice. So did you grow up a Notre Dame fan? I did, man. I oh, did. Yeah, I, used to, I, I, used, I used to take the city bus over there, sell programs. I get into the games for free. I did, yeah. So so, <laughs> so, so, now the next question is, did they recruit you at all out of high school? Yes. Ah, uh, oh, man, that had to have been a tough one. Yeah, man, it was. My, uh, my mom wanted me to go to Notre Dame. Um. I wanted to go to Georgetown and my father wanted me to go to Duke. So that was my top three schools. And um, obviously Georgetown, Georgetown went out. Yeah, yeah. Which which it all worked out, right? It, yes, it indeed. All, yes, it, indeed. It all, it all it all worked out. So my next question is before we get into the education stuff, is when was your first experience with Mumbo sauce? <laughs> See, hey. Because <laughs> there's a reason I ask, and there, there, there's a reason I ask, and it's and it's ironic that we're talking. But but go ahead. That is hilarious. Um, shoot, man, the first time I can remember was probably in high school. Okay, it's probably my sophomore year of high school, and that's when I transferred from the public school down to the private school down to, to Gonzaga. And um, one of my one of my best friends to this day, we went to the high school and college together, uh, Lamont Morgan. Uh, he said, "Man, we got to go to to uh, 
the lens is on T and uh, I don't know, R, something like that, Northwest, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh went in there, got some chicken wings, some mambo sauce, some french fries, and man, that was oh. the best, best, best meal I had. <laughs> man. <laughs> so 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 for all of you that are listening, so um um and there and there's two different ways you can search for it's mumbo with the U or Mambo with an A. So I, I think there's a couple of companies that started with an A because of trademarks and different things. Mm -hmm. um, so so I'm I, I'm a foodie. I've I've traveled around the world. I've I've given hey. 300 talks on four different continents. I, I love enjoying and traveling and trying new food. During the whole COVID thing, since this has been going on. Like I, and I do all the cooking, so my wife can't boil water. No, no disrespect to to her in any way. She will tell you she can't boil water, so I do all the cooking, and I and I, I actually can really really cook. So I cook barbecue and and you know smoke uh, on the smoker and a bunch of different stuff. So I was like, man, I'm gonna try out some new sauces. I'm bored out of my mind. I'm sitting in the house every day, like I'm a whatever. So somehow I come across mumbo sauce, and I'm like, oh man, let me. My local grocery store doesn't have it. So normally I would <laughs> normally I would make my own, right? But the problem is is the recipe is is all over the place and nobody really gives the recipe away. Yeah. So I go on Amazon and shout out to Capital City Mumbo Sauce. <laughs> you can get it at Amazon and they'll send it to you. And I got the regular version and the spicy version. Um and now I will say I have figured out the recipe and now I do I do make it. I've actually got, I've just eaten it two nights ago on some chicken um, uh, here. So yeah, m mumbo sauce. I realize this is not about education, but listen, educators, we all, we all, we all have something in common is we all enjoy a good meal, especially after a long day in the classroom. Yes, indeed. Um, there's two things you have to do. One, you have to give you have to give mumbo sauce in DC and you got to try it. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can go everywhere from uh, a carry-out Chinese spot to, uh, uh, you know, a normal barbecue spot, you know, wherever. But you can go on Amazon. You can get it. You can order whatever your famous, whatever your favorite chicken is. Get you some Popeyes or get you whatever. Throw a little mumbo sauce on it. And I'm telling you right now, it will... It'll make your tongue smack your brains out. It is, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's 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 really really good. But yes, indeed. So so you got into teaching. Let me let me ask you this: um, Was there a teacher in your life that kind of stood out and it made an impact on you? And you were like, aside from your dad, it sounds like your dad was that was that positive influence for you. Was that hey, you know, let let's let's serve others, let's give back, but. Aside from him, was there a teacher that you encountered in your, you know, in your in your young years where they just made an impact on you? And if so, you know, what was that impact? Yes, man, my uh, my sixth grade teacher, Teresa Phillips. Um, let me start by saying she was fine, Shane. You okay, know, that's, that's, that's that's the first thing. Okay, so she had but, your attention. Uh, yes, yes, okay. she she could get my attention and keep my attention. Okay. Right? But, um, you know, it was more about the way she carried herself, right? Um, you know, she was, she was very, she was very elegant. Yep. Uh, and just very um, exceptional. And she expected that out of you. Yep. Um, and, uh, and it wasn't, it wasn't an air of, 
exceptionalism. It was just she expected you. Like to it's work like it's like a, co- a level of co- confidence and authenticity. Yeah, it was, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, and you know she she would not settle for less, right? Um, she had a she had just a very engaging way of motivating you, motivating you. Um, and you know, so she 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 really is one of my teachers that really stands out for me. Um, consequently, when I went from sixth grade to seventh grade, um, my first day of seventh grade, I was in this seventh eighth grade combination class, and I was like, I'm not supposed to be here. None of my friends are here, and uh, so I went talk. I went down to the office. Like they got me in the wrong class. Yada yada yada. Well, long story short, this was a new program for you know, uh, tag for talent, talented and, and gifted kids coming into middle school. And so they put me up with, with eighth graders. So I had half my class for eighth grade classes. And Miss Phillips had took it upon herself to sign me up for that. Um, and so, uh, so that was the kind of teacher she was. Nice. Nice. So, so then you go and you go to college, right? Yeah. And, and, and for those of you that maybe aren't as in tune with the sports world, um, I would uh, challenge you to go uh, Google YouTube search uh, Coach John Thompson. And when I say the name, that probably is going to pull the rest of you in. Um, what are some things that you learned? What What was the best lesson you learned from Coach Thompson from a teaching standpoint? It may or may not have anything to do with basketball, but what 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 was the, what was the the most standout lesson? Discipline. And and how and how did he teach that? Because <laughs> uh, listen, we're going to have coaches that 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 that, that yeah. follow along with this as well. So I think right, there's some right. um, and, and speak freely. I don't think anybody's going to be offended. You know, we're all adults yeah, here. Yeah. So yeah. Um, well, let me say, you know, obviously there's 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 some things that go on in the house that stay in the house. Correct. Right? Yeah, but um, all athletes, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 absolutely. Exactly. You know, you know how that is. But we're not. When, when I talk about discipline, man, I mean just a mindset, right? Of uh, knowing what your goal is, right? What's in front of you to take those steps to achieve that goal, and what are you going to do to make it happen, okay? And and that was a daily, I won't say mantra, that was a daily lesson from coach. Uh, and it wasn't just about the X's and O's or the basketball. Um, there was never a time, whether we were in the airport, in the gym, in a restaurant, in, or in a, in, in a van driving somewhere, that he did not see a life lesson, something, right? And that life lesson generally was or centered around some type of discipline, right? You have to do A to reach B, right? Yep. After you reach B, you have to do something else to C. Right. It was that discipline. It was that drive and that mindset to do what you need to do. So, 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 so two parts to that one. Did you, did you realize what, that that's what he was doing in the moment? Or is this something after the years after you picked up, you're like, oh man, he really, I see what he was doing. Man, you know, freshman, sophomore year, I'm like, man, what is he talking about now? Yeah. I wish he's he's yeah, so, yeah, he's always, my, yeah. I put yeah. my headphones back on. <laughs> You know, put on put 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 Rakim back in my ear, you know, and just you know, but um, but by my junior senior year, and especially probably over the last two days, uh, well, yesterday and you know, this morning since he passed, um, just really reflecting 
And, you know, the more my phone rang and text messages I received and the more I reflected on just moments with coach, um, you know, a lot of what I had kind of knew and learned really sunk in even more. Now, yeah. as, you know, a former coach or a father or athletic director or teacher. Um, but I'd say probably my junior senior year is when I started understanding these are lessons, life lessons the coach is teaching and he's preparing us for life after graduation. Absolutely. And I think we've, we've seen that in the sports world where, uh, like Dean Smith, you know, he passes away and he leaves $100 for all of his former players so that they can all go out to, you know, like yeah. that, like they need the money to go out to eat, you know, you know, to, to go. But um, it, it's, it's that you, it, you know, some of the, some of the lessons that you learn are, you know, almost they're delayed almost, right? Like you, you didn't like he, like there's things he taught you that you didn't know you were going to need or, or, or be able to tap into until he passed away. And, you know, it's kind of, uh, uh, that, I guess that that's really the, uh, the mark of a, of a good teacher, right? It, it, it's, it's teaching you lessons and you don't even know you're going to need them. And, and you know what else, man? Cause you asked me how, and I think the other part of that is right. It's just like, my students today, they want to see you consistently be there, that you consistently care, not today, and then they don't see it for another three months, right? He was consistent, right? In his lessons, in his teachings, he was there. Even after I graduated, personally, he a phone call away with, with any guidance, help that I needed. So he was consistently present. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, and yeah. you know, you hear guys like Alan Ivers say, you know, you saved my life, you know, these yeah. different things. It's yeah. Um, you know, and I think that story is pretty public, but, um, you know, it, 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 it's, it's great. So my question is because I mean, let's students and athletes, you're one and the same, especially, you know, until you, until you become a professional, even then you're still a student of the game in, in different ways. Um, We've all, we, we've all known like, like my, my, my coaches, you know, 500 plus wins, took three different teams to the state tournament, you know, these, these different things. Like I knew he was a good coach, but there has to be something about you that makes me as a human want to believe you or want to listen or want to follow you. Um, and I think that's one of the things that, that, that coach Thompson had a unique ability. You obviously saw it firsthand where, yeah, he had won and, you know, he was a winning coach, but there would, there had to be something about him as a man that made you want to say, I mean, I want to be like this guy. There's something about this guy I want to be like, and you know, that's, was, was there, was there, you said he was consistent. So you kind of got to it. Um, was, was it, was it always like, was the lesson you got, was it always tough love or was it all, was it, was some of it like sitting around joking, you know? Well, let me, let me, let me back up to my, um, my senior year of high school, my, uh, in-home visit, right? So, in, in, in comes the coach who I've been watching for the last, I don't know how many years, because he coaches my favorite team because I love Patrick Ewan and David Wingate and Reggie Williams. And uh, well, he has this bigger than life presence, right? So that's the first thing, this bigger than life presence. And he's in my basement, you know, sitting on the couch that I lay around in my drawers on watching <laughs> videos, you know what I'm saying? Coach Thompson is sitting on it now, right? 
Yeah. And so um, at that point, man, I think it was his authenticity. Uh, he was just very authentic. Um, I felt, and the way he presented uh, Georgetown, presented himself, and presented what my future could look like, right? And you know, all that just kind of brought me in. Um, Coach is very funny. He was very funny, and there were many moments uh, when he would just—I mean—just make you just crack up laughing, man. Things he would say, things he would do, man. Um, I remember one time. <laughs> I guess I can share this now. Uh, we were there were like three, three or four of us in the gym just shooting, right? Uh, and I think this was the off season, and coach was having back issues, <clears throat> so he had like a like a little half donut pillow that he would wear around his back when he sat down. And so for some reason he had it around his neck and it was blown up. And so he was coming out of his office and he, his office was upstairs. He had to walk down the steps. So he was in there shooting, and he missed that last step. Oh man! And he failed. And right, and we like, like we literally biting the hole because you can't laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you yeah. just see three people just like sprint out the gym, right? <laughs> like one went this way, one went that way, so we could laugh, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so me and my uh, my, my my good friend, my former point guard Joey Brown, we we sit in the training room cracking up. And then coach walks in the training room, right? So we tighten up. He like, look. He started laughing. He said, "Yeah, you mother was laughing at me, huh?" Uh-huh. <laughs> so know, I, 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 I can share you. I can share with you a similar story. So, uh, and and my assistant coach in high school, who who has now passed away. Okay. Um, we all we all know the drill where you know you you do you do a three man weave or a three man fast break, and you got to uh-huh. get wide right. They set the chairs out at half court. Yep. You got to go around yep. the chairs. Well, I played I, my 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 freshman year. There were um, there were six or seven of us freshmen on the varsity team. We only had one senior. And had uh, had some uh, uh, different juniors and sophomores on the team, okay. and um, a couple of the guys that I played with, they were juniors at the time. One was a linebacker uh, in football, about six four, just built like a grown man. Uh, had offers to go play in the Big Ten, the Big Twelve, and uh, the other one was um, uh, we ended up going and playing. Uh, could have went like UCLA, you know, t- t- Tennessee. Could have went and played anywhere. Went and played, ha- had a good career. Uh, I think he was a nose tackle. And these guys, man, they, you know, they were big physical guys, especially to a freshman in high school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, I'll never forget, we were doing three-man weave. And Coach Ellison was standing at half court just outside of one of those chairs, and you had to run. And one of the guy, Delvin Colton, I'll never forget this. Delvin Colton's running, he's running wide. And and, and everybody, you know, again, coach, he was like this rough, but he would come up to you and say stuff and make you laugh like one to one, but you didn't like initiate the laughter. Like, you know, you it, it, it wasn't like that. Right, right. And we were like, man, do we tell him, like, this guy's about to run him over. And somebody says his name, says Coach Ellison. And he turns, and when he turns, I mean, he hit him like oh. with the shoulder oh, and he went up feet went up in the air laid down and we're all standing there like this is absolutely <laughs> the most funniest thing i've seen like but i can't laugh because yeah. you know if you laugh you can really run for the next hour yeah. and a half yeah. you know and, and we were sitting there and he got up and i'll never forget that i'll never forget this story i'm sitting there and um 
he comes over to me and uh he's he looks at me he looks at me and pardon my language for anybody who gets offended to you know to sensitive language he looks at me and he said that son of a bitch hits hard. Yeah, and I and I and I died. I died. He's laughing. I'm laughing. But we were just, we were just sitting off in the side of the gym. Like I, I thought for sure. I thought for sure we were all gonna run for that for that day. And uh, but but it's those interactions. And I and I tell you, kind of bringing it full circle. It's those interactions. And you talk about authenticity. Um, it, it's it's those interactions that educators can have. And yes, you're right. You're not supposed to cuss your kids. Like you're not. I, I get all that. Yeah. But sometimes that's the only language that they understand. Or True. depending on where they come from, you know. I I have multiple teachers talk to me in a way that, you know. But but again, it was in private, and it like it was like, man, look, yeah. get your head yeah. out of your hind end. Like you gotta, right. you know. And, and you, you know, you education doesn't fit in a box. Yes. Right. And and, yes. and, and, and and what we learn doesn't fit in the box. So, yes. um, you know, it, 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 we have to we have to be OK and we got to become I think we have to become better as a society at that of being OK. And look, in order to do the right thing, somebody's going to get offended. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. you know, oh, there's, there's absolutely no doubt. No yeah, doubt about it, that. Whether it's like let, let let's you know it's a hot topic in the world right it's race it's a hot topic in order to fix racism white people have to make other white people uncomfortable that's yeah. just the nature of the of what of what it is so we we have to do it um you know so let me ask you this so now you, you've gotten into teaching let's fast forward a little bit you've gotten into teaching you're teaching what was what was that first experience hmm. i'm sure you've had one to where you were like okay this is why I do what I do. Mm. Th th this is it. Mm. Let me let me start with it. Um, it would be my third year of teaching, my first year at public school. Okay. And so um, again, this is my third year from from playing, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this just so I until I get this college job, right? I'm, I'm going to coach college. And so that that first semester was the worst, like it was a disaster. Um, and at the end of that first semester, I had to decide whether I was going to actually put everything into this, right? Um, and be disciplined and do what I have to do, or I, just go, or I just need to walk away. And so I decided to do what I had to do. And obviously, uh, 17 years later, 18 years later, I'm still in education, but it was that second semester of my first year in public high school. Um, where the light came on, and I was just like, "This is hard work, but I love it." You know, I love it. Like I'm really passionate about seeing these kids achieve. You know, um, you know, just seeing that that young man who couldn't do a push up do two by the end of the semester. Right? I mean, you got to celebrate that. Right? Seeing that girl who wouldn't think about playing football. You know catch touchdowns in flag football unit and you know run full full length of, of the field because she had speed she didn't know she had so she was motivated to use it yeah um you know it was just it was it was just things like that man um you know that, that made me feel like this is where i need to be awesome so let me ask you this i've never asked i've never asked a, a physical education teacher this um but obviously not everybody's an athlete not everybody wants to be an athlete you know i would say 
uh, the majority of your students in a normal size school don't really care anything about working out and, you know, and, and, and getting out is, 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 is teaching physical education as much about like, yeah, I, know, I mean, I know you're teaching physical activity and your health and your things like that, but is there also a component of it that is also teaching confidence and, mm-hmm. you know, a, a mindset of, Hey, you can do things you didn't know you could do, or, you know, pushing through some of these, is there a mental aspect of it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the, without a doubt. Without a doubt. You know, I think teaching as on, on a whole, you know, uh, what, what we do is we motivate. Right. And um, I've, I've kind of started going away from calling myself a teacher and calling myself an, an educator. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, because I just think that it accomplishes so much more. Uh, but <clears throat> one of the things I love about teaching, you know, PE is uh, team team sports. Right. So in my in the structure of my team sports class, everyone has an opportunity or will be given the opportunity uh, to be a captain, right? They have to pick their team. Um, And, you know, people who would just more than, would just love to just fade into the background have to step up and be a captain. And of course, throughout this process, like I'm motivating them, I'm I'm hyping them up, you know, uh, know, it's it's, it's a little bit of rah-rah, it's a little bit of laugh and joke and tongue in cheek and, um, and it's also helping them through the process, right? So uh, that building that confidence, building that confidence, that's that's always there. Um, you know, whether it be um, dynamic warmups to begin our class, when you know they didn't they didn't think they their bodies could move and torque and you know do this type of movement yeah. patterns that they could do. Yeah. Uh, to like I said, the end product of you know uh, someone catching a touchdown and running it all the way down the field, man, or uh, to health class when they're standing up and giving presentations, uh, you know, on whatever content we are presenting, it's 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 all about motivating and building building that confidence. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and yeah. and I think I think I think that's a big. I mean, man, <clears throat> especially so. So what? So are you are you teaching PE at the high school level? Is that where you're teaching? Yes. Okay, yes. So so you so you even you even go that route even with high school kids. So yes. So 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 how do you do that? If you rah rah me at fifteen years old, I'm gonna look at you like you're crazy and tell you <laughs> go on, go go somewhere else. So 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 what I'm saying is 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 how do you? What are some tactics or some things you use to that kid who, coach? I'm not getting into it. No, yeah. I'm not like yeah. you know. I'm I'm too cool for school today. Yeah yeah yeah. Uh, you know it's. It, it, <laughs> Man, you just saying that reminded me of someone who tried out for me uh, on the first day. I think we were about a half hour into trials, man. He was sitting on the ground like, <gasps> he was like, Coach, I smoke too much for this. I can't come out here. No. <laughs> and I wanted to laugh so hard. Hey, he was man. honest. Hey, yeah, he, he was honest. And with I was you. like, you need to stop smoking, son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for, yeah, first thing. That's the first <laughs> yeah, thing you need you know, to stop man, doing. That's the first thing you need to stop doing. But um, you know what, man, and and I think this is a part of of Coach Thompson, right? Of many of the many lessons, <clears throat> like this. This is my environment. This is my classroom, right? So when the kids walk in, uh, and actually, this may be some of Miss Miss uh, Mrs. Phillips too, my sixth grade teacher. Like they they are told they are giving the expectations when they walk in, right? So there 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 is no oh I don't no 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 no. We don't do that in here. 
right? So that is an expectation that is given, that is consistent, right? And it's present every day, yeah. right? So that's the first thing. <clears throat> now, after I give that presentation, that it doesn't hurt to be six seven and two fifty either. Um, you know that that yeah, that yeah, helps yeah. Too. <laughs> But um, I also do it with love, and I also do it with vulnerability, right? So I'm not afraid to get out there and collect, for the sake of a, a better word, make a fool out of myself, right? I'm not afraid to to participate in, in everything that they do at some level. Obviously, I can't do the same level of participation now that I could 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> but I'll still get out there and do push-ups, man. You know, I'll jump road. You know, I'll go up and down the bleachers twice as it, um, you know, but it's, again, it's about that expectation, the norms that are set when they come in that classroom. And then when they see me doing it or they see me poking fun of myself, um, you know, it, it makes me real. It makes me human. Yeah. And so it makes them more willing to engage and to try, you know, hey, I may not try at a level five today, but I'm just going to try at a level two. And that's better than one, right? We got to we gotta crawl before we can walk, walk before we can run, run before we can sprint. Absolutely. As long as I keep progressing, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, so, you, so you, you, you mentioned something about Coach Thompson and your sixth grade teacher kind of having I think I think that you know what what might be missed there is that they carried themselves to the same standard they were asking you to carry yourself to right. so right. therefore it's really hard for them to say well why would I do that when I'm looking at you you know coach Thompson, the way he's what 610 he's a big yeah. guy yeah. he's got this big deep like voice that gets your attention it's like yeah. hey Come here, knucklehead. Like, you're not listening. Like, I'm telling you. So, what he's he's not asking you to do anything that he, you know, isn't carrying himself to that standard. And, you know, I think, I think that's that that's that's definitely important. The fact that you talked about vulnerability, I think that's the big key. Um, I'm no psychologist, I've just lived it my life. Um, when you when you're dealing with kids who, you know, are too cool, it's it's you know, they've either been picked on when they were vulnerable and they don't want to, you know, they don't want to shed that out there because it's like, it's this fear of judgment, right? Somebody's going to judge me. Um, I mean, we, you're likely going to see it with, with coworkers, right? You're going to have a teacher that just won't, won't, you know, won't show that you're human. Um, you know, it, cause that's what happened. Like, and this is what's crazy. That story you just told about coach Thompson and him slipping and missing that, that last step. Right. He showed you he was human, even mm -hmm. though I expect, I expect elite human character out of you. I am still human, just like you. Exactly. And and that's I think that's an important lesson um, that we can that we can give these kids because we all know um, um, emotional intelligence is something that a lot of kids obviously lack, whether it be Very because true. of circumstances at home and those kind of things. So. Um, did you ever have um did you ever have that kid who you were like man th th this kid is this kid's driving me bananas and I, I can't like I can't do this I, I, this ain't this ain't for me teaching ain't for me man Shane and I'm I'm not an overly religious guy even though church is in my name yeah yeah um but you know I do believe in uh God and 
by a power and I, I, I do pray. And I can probably remember four or five distinct times and right in the moment, I was like, God, please, I need a sign right now. Like, I don't need anything subtle. I need you to slap me in my face and tell me this is where I'm supposed to be. And Shane, I'll I, be honest with you, man, like, he gave it to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, some something happened uh, that just reaffirmed where yeah. I was supposed to be. You know, yeah. uh, whether it was mom who walked in school that day and was like, just wanted to bring this to you. You know, you were my daughter's favorite teacher and yada, yada, yada. And literally, you know, might have said, you know, this girl might have said three words. And my, I was always encouraged. Right. Or this young man who walks over and says, you know, coach, I, I really appreciate the fact that you didn't give up on us. Right. Yeah. Even though we didn't win anything. You know, you you didn't give up. You know, something like that, just some type of affirmation, man. And, um, you know, but there there are kids that you just you know, no matter what you do, no matter what you try, that the relationship between them and Coach Churchwell just may not work, right? And I think that was one of my hurdles as a mentor and an educator that I had to get over is understanding that I can't reach all everyone i can't reach them all yeah. and it's not personal exactly yeah exactly it's not, it's not personal a lot of times it has to do with their environment and what they're going yep. through and yep. and those kind of things so what would you um what what would coach churchwell now tell coach churchwell in his first year of education what's something you would share with yourself Woo. um man that's something I think I would, I would, I would, um, I would say you have to start out firm and a disciplinarian where you can loosen the screws as you go. Um, if you start out, which I did and I paid for it, you know, friendly, loosey goosey, how you doing? And then and, try and to that, And that was up. with the younger kids. That yes. was with Oh yes, yeah. so these yeah, these, yeah. these little uh they, 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 yeah. <laughs> they broke you, know, you down. <laughs> no, they they broke me all the way down. Say. And uh so I think that would be that would be the first thing I would say is uh, you know, establish that environment, establish yeah. your arena, right? Like the kids walk into my class, I say, Welcome to the United States and Coach Church Women, right? This is a dictatorship, <laughs> you know. And I laugh and I joke and then we talk about things, you know, but yeah. uh uh, you know, but that's that would probably be my, my first bit of advice. Yeah, he heads up these these eight year olds are gonna have you feeling like a uh, feeling like an eight year old in the corner oh, somewhere. Yes, indeed, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, how? So you're a coach, obviously. Do you still coach? Um, I do. Uh, I actually stopped my last year coaching as the head high school basketball coach was in 2018. And I started coaching AAU last year as a uh, buddy of mine needed some help. And I said, well, okay, really enjoyed myself and was on tap to return to the team this year. And now COVID hit and uh, for family reasons, I decided to step away. But I do plan to back up with that same team next, next, next season. Being a guy who played um, at a high level, both um, in college 
and professionally. I'm trying to figure out how to word this so I don't completely offend people. What, um, what is your mindset and mentality and, or how do you deal with the te- the, not the teacher, um, with the parent who believes that basketball is going to be the way that their world is changed and, you know, they're going to never need anything. And that's the most important thing in the world and all of these things. What, what, what is something that, I guess, what is your outlook on that? And then what is something that you try to educate the parents on, um, in a dose of reality? I think the last thing you said, the dose of reality, man, is important. Uh, for me, through my experiences, always been that dose of reality, right? Um, without killing any dreams or anything like that, but making parents understand there's a very small percentage that go from high, uh, high school to D1 and an even smaller percentage that play professional. Right. And uh, and I say one of the things I, I tell recruits or kids and parents, hey, you know, how old are you? 15. Right? How tall are you? Six one. OK. So that means you're like a combo guard, point guard. I don't know. You know, you're you're little. Right. There are. A hundred thousand others. Yeah. A million of them out there. Yeah. 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 Yes. And that's not including the four or 5,000 coming from overseas. Yep. And so, you know, why do you think they're going to want you if your grades aren't at the top? And just because you hit three three-pointers last season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's just about giving them that dose of reality, man. And well, oftentimes, Shane, even when you give it to them, they hear something totally different. They so see I- something totally different. So I, so I love the fact that you're honest um, and, and it, it's when I, when I would travel around and talk about what we did with CCR, it was the same, like it was, here's the reality of it, right? You're not going to go do this. You're not going to go do that. Now, don't let me, don't stop working because I said, no, use that as motivation and right. go, go prove me wrong. Right. But you know, and, and it does. So let me, let me, man, because, because a lot of times, and, and I'll go and speak and I can remember one of the last times I went into a, to a high school, actually it was a, yeah, it was a high school. Uh, no, it was a middle school. It was a middle school where I went and talked and, um, I talked to a couple of different classes. Um, and there was one group that had about six or seven athletes in there. It was mixed, I think probably 50, 50 mixed white athletes, black athletes, and I asked, I went around the room, hey, tell me who you are. Tell me what you want to be. And all of them, not just, not, there wasn't a, a specific race that said it. They were all like, oh, I'm going to go play professional this, or I'm going to go play professional that. And I'm looking at these kids and I'm thinking, so I was honest. I said, okay, well, that's probably not going to happen. Now what's next? <laughs> and they're like, uh, well, I mean, right. that's what I'm going to go do. I said, okay, cool. Let's say you go do it. And the average NFL career is three and a half years. So now what are you going to go do? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, um, I said, so we got to get in this mentality of that. It is, it is, I tell, I'll tell you, and this is definitely going to ruffle some feathers. I'm sure for some people who watch this or listen to it that are in athletics, I'm here in Kentucky 
And there's this whole big uproar right now of are we going to have football? Are we going to play fall sports? And it's almost like we've forgotten that sports, they're a huge part of things. I'm a massive advocate of sports, but it's not the it's not life and death. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we have to like, let, let's let's take the science into consideration. Let's take the doctors into consideration. Yes. And, you know, oh, no, they should play their their mental health. Look, there's some some of them may be having mental health issues because of sports. Because of the parents that are overly, you know, yeah, wh- whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, like, let's, yeah. if we're going to talk about it, let's actually talk about it. But, That's it. yeah. So, so I think, I think, I think it's, you know, one, I think it's massively, massively a huge thing for you to, to be real with them man, and, and to be honest. And, you know, I think, I think it's, that is something that I wish more educators would do is just be honest with, these young people, especially in high school. Yes. Um, and tell them like, look, here's where you're headed. Not that I don't believe that you can become more, but here's where you're headed. And here's, here, here's what's going to happen. And if you don't believe me, meet me on Saturday and I'll take you to a neighborhood and show you some people that could have, would have, should have. And, um, you know, I, 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 I talk about this. Um, I have, uh, I actually had a really long conversation with him last night. I have a friend of mine, who I played high school basketball with and just a freak athlete. I mean, when I tell you freak athlete, I mean, and, and he, he was five ten, could dunk from the free throw line. Oh. Um, yeah. So <laughs> probably a hundred, he'll, he's going to not like me putting his, his measurements out there, but yeah, probably yeah, 145 yeah. pounds soaking wet <laughs> and, um, just, just a raw athlete. Well, he played, he, he also ran track and never really took it serious, hung around with the wrong people, you know, did all these things goes his senior year and set the state record in a long jump, came second mm-hmm. in the triple jump at one hundred meters, right? Mm-hmm. Wins track athlete of the year and then did nothing with it because he didn't take it serious. And, and he's like a brother to me. Like he's right, right, been right. in and he went, he ended up going to prison and has gotten out and, and, and different things. But like, I, I'm, I'm one of those guys where like, you know, Hey, this is like, you're, you're, you're blowing this opportunity. Right, like, you, you right. know, and, and I think, you know, what we have to do is we have to be real. And I've, I've talked to him like, Hey, was there anybody that really pulled you aside and says, he's like, nah, he's like, they just kind of just let me be and let me do my thing. And, you know, I kind of put up my guard and, and you got to be willing. I think speaking as a kid who was, I would guess I would be considered at risk youth now. And, you know, these different things I was labeled learning disabilities now mm. or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But you got to be honest. You, you got to learn to have some empathy work with these kids and where they come from and be real with them and not be afraid to do the right thing. I, guess. I, I totally agree, man. Two, two, two things to that point, man. First thing is not be afraid to do the right thing. And I would tell my assistant coaches, Shane, like, look, look behind us, right? See all them people with the same shirts, colors that we have on. I said, you're lucky if 20% of them people are actually behind you. Yeah. Yes. I said, you're lucky. I said, but what we have to depend on, is that we're doing what's best for these kids, and, and that's first, and then this program, right? And that's it. And um, 
man, when I first went over to that to that same public school that I was telling you about, um, the head coach there, who's still a a, a mentor and a, a really good friend of mine, um, he put me in charge of the middle school program. So I, uh, this is in Georgia, Cobb County, Georgia, and we had feeder programs. Um, so all the middle schools didn't have their own team. You know, you might have four middle schools that fed into my high school and all those kids had to compete for a spot on one team. And so I was running that. And I mean, and this, this was a very privileged area, yep. right? So they thought they were entitled to everything. And man, I can't tell you the number of calls, meetings I had to handle. And so uh, I actually developed this thing. It's called the player parent coach covenant, right? It's about five pages long. And essentially, over years and years and years, you know, it just it, it was it's been a working document. It's now complete, but um, it's just it's, it's just a contract, man. It eliminates every shade of gray that I can, you know, from what 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 to expect, what players need, need uh, what's expected of players, what's expected of parents, what's expected of, of the coaching staff, right? And that's what it's going to take for us to build a team and a community. And uh, and that document, I've used it everywhere I've gone, and it helped tremendously. Um, and everyone had to sign it. Parents had to sign it. Players, especially when I was fine, you know, you know, parents stuff comes home, you don't read it, right? You just sign it and take it back. So what I used to do, man, I would I would bring for the parent meeting, and I would read it line by line. No, well, you can't say you didn't know. That's it. I would read it line by line, man. But you know, that cut a lot of shades of gray. And it was just like you said, man, tell the truth and then I can hold you accountable. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we'll um, we'll wrap things up uh, here. But I do. I normally end with two questions um, that are more molded to the guest, not just a blanket question. Um, One, I am finding um, um, pretty interesting. Uh, But but for you. Um, uh, the first question I'm going to ask you and being a sports fan, so I'm going to, I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to put you, I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> who was, who was the, who was the first person to dunk on you in college? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you sitting now you see, you see, you say you didn't mind feeling vulnerable. So... <laughs> Oh man. You know, I have to say, um, oh, what was this guy's name? Played for St. John's. Ah, oh, my freshman year. I cannot remember his name. Big tall white guy. Was a good player. Oh. And it wasn't like a full on facial. It was kind of like a half. Yeah. Right? It's kind of like a half. Like I've, I've wrong never wrong been, place at wrong time. Yeah, yeah. So I've I've never, at least in college, I've never just been banged on like full all out. Um, but yeah, he 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 kind of got me a little bit. I can't remember his name. Was that 91, 92? Try uh 90, 1991. Let me see. Maybe I can find it. Oh, 
man. Let's see here. We got. Uh, dang. I figured on that team, I would have picked. I would have said Malik Seeley would have got you. Um, Billy Singleton, Robert Word, Word, Word Dan, Chanel Scott, Sean Muto. Nah. Wasn't one of those guys. Are you there? I think we might have a lag in the system. I lost you for a second. It was yeah, yeah. I think I, th I think we had a little lag in the system. Did you find his name? Okay. okay. Yep. yep. Robert Verdan. Oh, that's him. That's him. That's him. See, I'm six eleven. Yeah. I'm stirring. Yeah. He, he got me a little. I'm, stir bit. He got I'm me stirring a little up bit. old memories now. So it's <laughs> now, now you now you now you're not going to be able to not think about it for the rest of the day. So hey, but look though, as a freshman on a bum knee on Big Monday, okay, I gave thirteen and eight. I gave thirteen and eight. Well, I see you guys were ranked 18th in the country when you played them as well. I see. I, 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 <laughs> I see it on there too. So, so the last question, we know, we know teachers, um, sometimes you have to miss a planning period. Sometimes you have to miss your lunch and cover for something or somebody. What is your go-to snack that you keep hidden that in case in between classes, you know, you get hangry or you need uh, that little extra pick me up. What, what, what's that go-to snack? I'm a teacher. <laughs> Well, it cut out. I'm sorry. What'd you say? I said, I'm a teacher. It's an apple. Oh, an apple. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, man. Hey, man you're, no. you're, you're also the PE and health teacher, too. Yeah, so. You know, I got a, I got a, I got a model of behavior. That uh, I but, you know, I'm, I'm on the side pocket of my backpack, always got an apple in each one. Okay. Okay, oh, I've I've gotten all kinds of crazy answers from different people. My my wife my wife is a teacher as well, so okay. I kind I, when I do the grocery shopping, it's always hey, do you need this, this, and this? Because I know she has a rotation of of <laughs> of, 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 of things she's she's got going. What uh, she Rob, teach? I should, she teaches special ed in middle school. Ooh. So yeah, Ooh. yeah, man, yeah. yeah there's yeah. a special place in heaven for her. Yeah, she uh, yeah, she w w I tell I so I. I, I can share this for anybody and it's a good, it's, it's actually, I don't mind to share. It's actually a really good, um, a really good tactic we use to kind of decompress from the day. Um, in her earlier years, we don't do it nearly as much, um, right. just because she's, you know, she's a seasoned, seasoned in it now, but in her early years of teaching, I, I obviously work for myself. I, I work from home or have, you know, have my own, my own schedule and those kind of things. So she, um, uh, she would, uh, she would come home from school and have had a day, mm. right? She, 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 she's had a day. So it got, you know, she'd get the, um, she, she's not a big talker, but she, I get her to vent. So finally we made it a routine to where when she came home, I was sitting at the island in the kitchen and I just sit there and I just, I wouldn't say nothing. Yeah. I just let her kind of be and then she'd get to talking and, here it comes and she'd go. And then, um, you know, about 20 minutes later, you know, she kind of slowed down a little bit. I was like, anything else? If there was anything else, she'd go, you know, or if that was it, she's like, no, that's it. 
I'm like, all right, we're good. Like, we, yeah, hey, we're, yeah. so you got you you gotta you gotta take some pressure off the valve a little yeah. bit um, yeah, because crazy. it is um, even whether you're teaching special ed or not. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, I mean you're dealing with you know a bit more trauma and a bit more um, things you know in the household with, with with some of those young people, but those things also exist you know in regular classes with the regular population um, you know in, in schools as well and. You, you gotta, you got, I think mental health is a huge thing. Um, yes. you know, m- mental health is, um, you know, it, it's just like your cardio, right? You can either, you can either go out and run three miles or you can't, right? You can either mentally deal with some of these things or you can't. And right. it, we either exactly. have good mental health or we have bad mental health. We all have it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm a big advocate for those things and, you know, taking time to decompress or, you know, yeah. give her time. You know, there's times where I'll just say, you know, here, you, you got your shows you want to watch. I'll go downstairs. You just mm-hmm. stretch out on the couch and eat some Oreos and watch your show and, yeah. you yeah. know, and, and, and do your thing. So I, I, to- I totally agree with you, man, with the, the mental health, you know, social, emotionally, man. Like in my, in my class, you know, in every other class, there's a a starter or a bell ringer or, you know, as soon as you come in, start working. Yep. Nothing wrong with that. I don't I don't do that in my class, right? Technically I'm supposed to. But when I want to, when I, when they come into my class, I want them to decompress. Right. You're in Coach Churchill's class. You can we can raise the volume up. You can talk a little bit. You can run around. You can, you know, I, I want you to decompress. Then I'm gonna bring you back together. Then we're gonna get to work. Right. Is that is that is that what broke you at the elementary school? They got a little too. They got a little too. They got a little. They got. A little, they they decompress a little too much. Man, I'm gonna tell you, man. I, I was Coach C, right? And the guy that hired me was Coach B. He was a veteran, 20 years, whatever. So the, the little kids running in, I'm like, oh, they so cute. He looked at me. He said, ain't none of them cute. All of them evil, <laughs> right? <laughs> I should have listened. <laughs> hey, man. Do you, do you have kids? Man, I got five, just like you. So you know, okay. we got we, we had to meet somewhere in the middle for five on five. Yeah, we we'll have we'll we'll have to. So so so, did you have kids when you started when you when you started working with the young kids then? Uh, I had one, My son older. or a son or a daughter. Daughter. Oh, she had then. See, she had you fooled. She had, yeah. the, you know, she had dad, like she had, like I, my first one was a daughter. You know, it's, mm-hmm. I'm told, all, all the tough guy in the world goes out the door when she crawls up in your lap and snuggles yeah. up with a blanket and wants to read a book or whatever. It all goes out the window. So, so you, you just assumed that they all were going to love you like that, right? That, 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 that was the problem. So. Robert, listen, um, thanks so much for coming on here, man. Th- thanks for taking some time out of your day um, to, to share your story, share your journey, some of your insights and and things that you've learned. You obviously have a, um, a pretty unique perspective on some different things coming from the lineage of coaches that you uh, that you have come from. And, um, you know, it, it just you, you know, even 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 that story of dealing with those young people in the elementary school, that is accepting the challenge. Right. Because they're going to come in and. You have no idea if they just had a birthday party and we're giving a bunch of sugar and cupcakes before they come into class or, you know, whatever. And, um, you know, you, you embody that, you know, you, 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 you do that in, in what you do every day from, you know, teaching to athletic director to coaching. And, um, you know, 
I, I'm thankful for people like you in the world. We need, we need that. And that's the whole purpose of this is to shed some light and, and put some shine on, on people like yourself that, that wake up every day. You can make a lot more money doing a lot of other things. Um, but, but this is what you choose to do. So we, we appreciate you. Shane, thank you very much, man. I appreciate your, your kind words and, uh, I appreciate you having me. I really enjoyed myself. A absolutely. Um, I think let's, let's definitely stay in touch after this. Um, I think, I think we've got some synergy and some different things where we, uh, um, maybe we can build a friendship out of this. I, I appreciate I you coming on. You know, we got the yeah. same hairstyle too. Well, I know why you're ball. You got five kids. So I know now it's, I, 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 I can relate. I can relate. Well, good to have you on, man. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Shane. Take care, right. man. Cheers. All right.